Inside Sources. Inside Sources. America's voice of reason. Boyd Matheson on Utah's home for elevated conversation. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. A special edition of Inside Sources. We want to look at what is actually going to impact you, your community, your neighborhood, and the state of Utah. KSL is live from the Utah State Capitol Building with state lawmakers. It's Eye on the Hill 2024 with Boyd Matheson and Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We are broadcasting live today from Utah State Capitol. Last day of the legislative session. Uh, we'll have wall to wall coverage here on KSL News Radio throughout the afternoon and into the evening. So Jeff Kaplan will be broadcasting live here starting at 3 o'clock. And then, of course, uh, KSL at night will pick you up a little later on in the evening. And uh, that will be a fast and furious moment. Uh, as uh, the legislative session comes to a close at midnight tonight. So there's a, a host of bills that will be coming along uh, that uh, will either get through or get parked or benched or postponed or they will let it die on the board, so to speak, as uh, it doesn't actually get a vote. So those things will all be uh, interesting to, to keep perspective on. I know uh, Jeff and our uh, KSL at night folks are uh, lining up all kinds of great interviews from legislators, uh, from other leaders here in the state of Utah uh, as they march their way towards midnight and the close of the 45-day legislative session here in the state of Utah. It is the fastest 45 days in the nation, and it's one that, that so many around the country look at and are just amazed. Uh, many, I think we kind of take it for granted here in the state of Utah that uh, our legislatures are only full-time for 45 days. Uh, now, if you ask them, they there's a lot of other days where they're in <laughs> a lot of meetings, a lot of hearings, and so on. Uh, where they are putting the time in, but um, so many around the country have full-time legislatures, uh, full-paid uh, system there, and, and that creates a different dynamic. I think the 45 days that we do here in the state of Utah are, are very effective and very productive, and it's a way to get things done, get it done swiftly, and the fact that we can balance the budget uh, as well as get things funded and uh, get the right things focused on, I think is a, uh, a good testament to how things get done here in the state of Utah. Uh, and, of course, it's not just here in the state of Utah, but uh, a lot of things happening nationally as well. Uh, we're going to be joined momentarily uh, by Utah Congresswoman uh, Celeste Malloy, representing uh, the this, the uh, district here in uh, in Salt Lake. And, of course, uh, she has the second district, which goes all the way down to St. George, uh, in the southern portion of the state, and uh, she's been back in Congress and has gone through the first uh, lovely process of uh, stopgap spending bills and continuing resolutions. So we'll break that down with her and her experience there, as well as some of the things that she's getting done. A bill passed uh, and uh, moving forward with some uh, some good impact there as well. So we'll continue to do all of that uh, as we go through the day here on uh, Inside Sources. And uh, as we look at the, the national perspective of things, if you missed it during the uh, first hour, we did our Inside Sources Inside look at presidential politics. And I think one of the most interesting things uh, from the day yesterday was not the fact that you had both the current and the former president talking about immigration, uh, but they were both uh, in the state of Texas, in the state of Texas, on the border. And uh, it was one of those where uh, there was definitely much more said than is going to get done or get uh, turned into legislation. So we're going to keep our eye on that. It's one thing to talk border and immigration as it uh, relates to politics. It's another when it comes to good policy. 
which is where we have to get. And uh, racing in is Representative Celeste Malloy. <laughs> Representative Malloy, one thank you for making the trek to the Capitol. You ran up the hill and up the stairs and uh, yeah. catch your breath. And uh, as as you looked at uh, what took place uh, just over the last, uh, really in the last hour, President Biden did sign in uh, the uh, stopgap spending, the continuing resolution. Here we are again. Uh, so the good news is you have an extra week back there. Uh, this is, is this is, is your first intense. It's not good news. It's horrible news. <laughs> we need to get something done. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm glad we're still working on it, but it would have been better if we'd have just passed spending bills this week. And I I don't know that a week gives us that much more time to get work done so we can pass them next week. Hopefully we do. Yeah, not a lot of wiggle room there with a, a seven-day continuing resolution. They seem to be getting smaller and smaller and smaller in yeah. terms of uh, what they're doing there. But describe that process. Uh, and uh, you've uh, been in a legislative office. You understand the legislative process. Uh, give us your perspective in terms of how did that play out? What were the hallway conversations with your colleagues? Yeah, so the hallway conversations are do we – pass another short-term CR so that we can get to the point where we're, we're ready to pass spending bills because we don't have the votes right now to pass spending bills. And and that alone is frustrating. I mean, we've been talking about this for months. Yeah. The appropriations bills have been done for six months, seven mm. months, something like that. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know how much more people need to know to know how they <laughs> want to vote. It, it's just a game at this point, and we shouldn't be playing games with this. This is one yeah. of the few things the Constitution says Congress is supposed to do to pass a budget we're supposed to pass spending bills um so we we need to just get after it and get them done but i am hopeful because we only did a one-week cr yeah. that they actually do think we've got um the ability to vote on it next week and just to be clear i voted no when i say we passed a, a one-week <laughs> cr they passed it without my help yeah um but i think we can we can get some spending bills passed mm -hmm. what i would like to see us do is pass the 12 appropriations bills separately yeah. and i'm not sure we're going to get that far i'm hopeful yeah. that we'll pass spending bills but they might be grouped right you know three or four bills at a time um but i have people ask me all the time about big bills that we haven't read and this doesn't really fall into that category unless the four corners get together and negotiate something different than what's in the house appropriations right. bills but we have we do know what's in the house appropriations bills maybe not in granular detail but but it's not the same as a brand new 7,000 yeah. page bill that no one's seen. Yeah, exactly. And and having each of those 12 appropriations bills uh, is the regular order, is the process that it's supposed to be. And, yeah. and, uh, and actually, you're supposed to be working on the one that's going to be due on yeah. September 30th of this year. Yeah. <laughs> so we're still a year a year behind. Yeah, I, wor <laughs> I worked for an appropriator for four years, and this is appropriation season. This is the time of year where normally getting all of those appropriations requests in and hammering out the policy writers. Yeah. Um, and we're still talking about last year's, well, yeah. this year's funding, last year's bill. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get to some regular order there. I know that's a big thing on your agenda in terms of priority. Yeah. Uh, there's some other things you're getting done too, though. You got a bill passed through the house. Tell us yes. about that. Uh, that was really mm. fun. It's, it's a technical bill. It's not one of the ones that's super <laughs> sexy to talk about, but the women owned small business, um, program, WASB program, yeah. helps women own small businesses. And, and there's a goal of getting 5% of government contracts awarded mm. to WASBs. Mm. Um, and w the inspector general for the Small Business Administration found that there's a loophole in there where businesses have to prove that they're women owned, but they don't have to prove they're small. Mm. And the whole point of this is to help small businesses get into this program. So the same really large businesses aren't getting all of the government contracts. Yeah. 
So this closes that loophole to, so that they'll have to certify that they are both women-owned and small to be mm. part of the WASB program. Love that. We don't even know how we're doing at awarding those contracts because we don't know if they're actually small businesses. Oh, wow. And I think that's such an important thing, uh, again, for the government. Uh, it's easy to reward those contracts to the, the big companies who yeah. can afford an army of lawyers and lobbyists to get those yeah. through. Uh, we always say that it's the uh, it's the entrepreneurs that drive freedom everywhere, uh, right back to the founding yep. of the country. And uh, so I think having that, for, especially here in the state of Utah, we have such amazing women-owned small businesses that drive the economy and make such a difference in our communities. Yeah, and the idea is that they won't be small businesses forever. Yeah. You know, if they can get going and get a few contracts, then they can move out of that small business category, mm. and then they can compete. Yeah. But we're just trying to sort of incubate them while they... Yeah. get competitive um and i did i was at an event in southern utah and somebody said i don't think you should be working on this because i don't think the government should be picking winners and losers mm. um and and he's not wrong the government shouldn't be picking winners and losers in business but we're talking about government contracts yeah so by awarding contracts they're already picking winners that's what right. we're trying to do is spread that out so they're picking more winners yeah yeah no i think that's uh that's a really important distinction uh, yeah. because uh, we don't we definitely don't want government putting the thumb on the scale uh, but right now they're putting uh, a lot of dollars into a lot of big organizations who yeah. again can lobby and have lawyers to do all of that yep. uh, and so leveling that playing field and giving uh, really a lincoln model of let's uh, clear the the path of laudable pursuit for all give everybody a fair chance at it yeah uh, and so what's the uh, what's the path next you passed it through the house now it moves over to the senate side yeah, so it's it went through the Small Business Committee, so then I assume the Senate's version of the Small Business Committee yeah. will have a similar bill, right. and then, you know, if they're identical, then it goes to the president's desk, and if they're not, then we'll have to reconcile them, and I, in the last few years, everybody's kind of gotten a good education on how that works. <laughs> My, the, the Schoolhouse Rock video isn't totally obsolete, <laughs> but it's more nuanced. It's a little more nuanced than the Schoolhouse Rock. Well, we love Schoolhouse Rock on here. We, we try to apply that wherever we can. Good. Uh, last thing for you, uh, Representative Malloy, uh, as, as you kind of look forward, uh, obviously presidential year, all of the other distractions going on, uh, getting the government funded will be a big piece of that puzzle. What else is on the agenda? What do you hope the people of the 2nd District are thinking about? Uh, obviously the border, and as I dashed in the door, I heard you talking about that, so I know that it's something that's on your mind and on the program. Um, but I also hope people in the 2nd District are thinking about sort of the big picture fundamental things, mm -hmm. the, the principles of good yeah. governance, because we're, we're at a really interesting time right now where with such a small majority in the House, such a divided government, we can't just push things through. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody can really push things through. You've got to get everybody on board to do yeah. every, anything. And it has its pros and cons. The cons are we're not getting anything done and everybody sees that on the news. But I think the pro is this is a time to figure out what we should be doing to try to get people on board. And so I hope people in the second district are thinking about that. I hope they're thinking about what they want out of government mm. and what government should be doing. Yeah. I know what I think the answers are. <laughs> I think we need a lot less government and we need it to be yeah. a lot more responsive to the people. Mm. Um, but this is a chance to have your voice heard. If you want government to be more responsive to the people, everybody has to be responsive right now. We don't yeah. have a big enough majority to do anything that doesn't have huge support. Yeah, uh, so important that uh, 
perfectly framed, and especially as we broadcast from a state capital where things do get done yeah. uh, and where there is that accountability closest to the people uh, is so important. Uh, Representative Celeste Malloy, thanks for making the trek up the hill and up the <laughs> stairs. Uh, you even did it without needing oxygen. I think I would have needed oxygen for that uh, high degree of difficulty today, but uh, great insight. and Congratulations on getting that first bill passed through the House. We hope the Senate will pick that up in a hurry uh, for those women-owned small businesses, especially here in the state of Utah. Thank you. All right. Uh, we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick break. We'll continue to broadcast from Utah's Capitol Hill. Final day of the legislative session. session. More inside sources coming up next. Stick around.